transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. What? It's not just me. I'm, 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 I feel like it was just this weird thing that Zoom started doing. They wanted to let you know. Are we live? It is rolling. All right. Well, matinee edition, fresh out of fast and furious nine. Fast and furious nine. You can't see him. His time is now. There was there was a shot in there where you couldn't see John Cena. I'm pretty sure before. Do you think that was a nod? Might have been (laughs) before. Before there was like a message from John Cena before the movie started going, and I leaned over to you and said, "I can't see him." (laughs) I can't. I can hear, but I can't see. <laughs> so, before before we full on get into Fast Nine, which we literally just came out of the theater. It, uh, can we? Be, and before we get into anything else, going to the movies is great. Oh my fucking god, dude! I yeah. missed it. I missed so going much. to the movies so hard. It was so. It was so pleasant. It was exactly what I remembered, and it was exactly what I've been wanting this whole time. Exactly. <laughs> you know and what I there mean? There were like, less people. Oh, it was so. It was. It like, was quiet. Yeah, I, I was expecting it to be way, way more crowded. Keep the, my, uh, the, it's like a hundred and eight degrees right now. Yeah, hundred eight degrees. We're inside sweating. Yeah, I literally like. I have a I have a, a glisten to me now. Now that I'm not in the theater, the cool, I know. refreshing theater. So I just want to like take the moment. To say on matinee edition, which thrives off of movies and entertainment. Yeah. Definitely go back to the theaters, folks. Go enjoy it's, those fucking plush, cushy seats. You know, you know, <laughs> I've been seeing stuff. People are struggling to ease back into this new normal that we're oh, all for experiencing. Sure, for sure. It's more than fair. It's for sure. But just don't be afraid of the theater. Don't be afraid it's of the It's there theater. for you. It's an old friend. If you're, if you're <laughs> vaccinated, uh, go in there, buy yourself some popcorn. Exactly. Sit, have... And enjoy the film. Exactly. You know? I will tell you that right. It is a I'll great release. Don't fucking go to the theater if you're not vaccinated. Exactly. You're an asshole for not being vaccinated. Don't go. Unless uh, you have you some don't, pre- pre-existing medical condition. Yeah, or fair. I did hear about like a pregnant lady who was waiting to like have the baby before getting vaccinated. Yeah. You know, stuff like fair that. Fair enough. But, but if you do not, way, disclaimer. <laughs> if you're capable and available to go, get it. Get it? Go go see Fast Night. The barista we got espresso from before the movie was like, I would even go see Fast and Furious 9 uh, <laughs> just to get out of this heat. And we, and we were like, we're going to watch Fast and Furious 9. That's exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was it was fantastic, though. And the, the experience of being in there, getting the fucking popcorn and just like... It was... Kicking it, back and it was, in that it was environment. So, it was just so nice. Like, it was so nice. Mm. It was really- I'm gonna I'm gonna look forward to more. You I know, know what Black I mean? Widow in a week, man. Hell yeah! Oh, I shouldn't Just wi- over I shouldn't wipe my sweaty mustache on my Tommy Bahama shirt. Oh man, Tommy Bahamas are such fine pieces of clothing. I know, <laughs> they're known for their quality. They are. They're known for being quality and also ridiculously expensive. Which yeah. I guess goes hand in hand. Uh, but 
Well, this, we, is, this is this is episode seventy-seven, and we've missed yeah. a little bit. We can't, we, we, we recorded can't, last week, but yeah. Zoom keeps fucking cutting us off. It's the weirdest thing. I really want to switch programs. Like, uh, I feel like, but I but Zoom has been building a a pretty accessible like platform. easy platform to yeah. use. It's just like this weird. I think I just like switched the plan, and I think it didn't like necessarily. Maybe it didn't like hasn't changed yet. Yeah. That's, which sucks because yeah. <laughs> I feel like I did four it was a podcasts long, last week. It was and a long pod. Yeah, it we, was. It was we a went good for one. Just dude. under an hour. And uh, we're going to touch on some of the stuff. Most yeah. of these we got. Yeah. Well, let's just get going into it. Before we talk Fast and Furious, we're going to talk some news. It's basically Marvel and Fast and Furious, exactly. If you, if you will. Uh, so since since the last time we had a published podcast, <laughs> there's been a lot of shit. We've had two Shang-Chi trailers. Two. We've, We've had, had an Eternals trailer. <laughs> Damn. And Loki is three episodes in. You know, and Marvel usually doesn't like to give us much. So the fact that we've had like three trailers drop. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> should we this. Should we just, what gave us the least to start? Eternals? Yeah. Uh, Eternals, I mean, it just it's just setting up. A mystery of a movie to me you know it looks really it looks really interesting the world building that they're doing and yeah. the expanse of it and and the um a lot of people have been praising the directorial shift it isn't stylistically going to be similar to a lot of marvel films. okay and it's i guess according to kevin feige and and what we saw in the trailer it is a very beautifully shot film you can already tell but it Definitely. is going to feel different and yeah. I like that. Oh, for sure. I think, you know, one of the things, um, the direction I think they're heading with this next phase in the MCU is like trying out a few, like different stylistic yeah. things. You know what I mean? Just and cool, just call, cooling myself with a LaCroix here. Uh, cool LaCroix. And I think that this is going to be an example of like a stylistic difference uh, and a movie difference than like what they've tried to dabble with before. Absolutely. Doctor Strange, I think, is also going to be a little bit of a different like, multiverse with, of madness with a little more like horror element. Yeah. You know Look what, at I mean? what we got in Wandavision. Exactly. Look at what we got in Loki. There's sort of I think the uh, the the MCU has become enough like the comics mm. that people are willing to accept ridiculously tonal and and uh, pre- presentational differences. Definitely. Ju- without it breaking the universe. Out, yeah, for sure. Not well, everything has to be shot the same. Not everything has to mirror what John Favreau did in Iron Man. Yeah, and, and then you know, and they've had really good pinnacle moments that they can like now reference Favreau's introduction of the MCU is that James Gunn's uh, contribution through the guardians of the galaxy is another thing they keep touching on Taika Waititi's work. Yep. You know, the Russo's excellent work on Captain America. And and now they have all this plethora of really solid uh, directorial work, writing, uh, acting, you know, uh, and they can really start like start, you know, just doing slightly different things. You know, Doctor Strange comic books, for instance, always have this element of, like, horror to yeah. them in a way. Like, you know, in... Whether, and, whether it's, like, and horror... Fantasy and fantasy. Yeah, and, it's, uh, it's that fear of the unknown type thing a lot of times with Doctor Strange. Absolutely. And it's not, like, it's it's not, like, jump scares. No. It's a... It's like, you know, it's like a creepiness, scary, you, you know? know? Cthulhu shows up. Exactly. <laughs> the, Thank you. And, and, you know... And they can start, finally start doing that because they've, they've done sort of the normal character and universe building yeah. and they've done it for long enough now that it, it's finally got a foundation yeah. you know and you know, I mean? you know this it brings up something interesting to me differences between the comics and the films now mm. they're going to only become more pronounced things are going to go in different directions people just have to accept that well I, and yeah. i want to quickly 
say, fuck you, you're wrong, mm-hmm. to all the people complaining about the Eternals swapping genders or swapping races for characters. Oh, yeah. It doesn't fucking matter. No one gives a shit about Eternals. <laughs> 2004 called and wants its... I don't know. Controversy back. Controversy back. You know, yeah. like, that shit's so stupid. It's, it's one of it's, those things of like, man, I can't believe they ruined Eternals. Who the fuck read Eternals before this shit was announced? Yeah. The best, or ter- the most selling Eternals run happened after the movie was announced. And it was because of the hype of, oh, there's going to be a movie. We need to check out what this is all about. Yeah, fair. I mean, I, I, as soon as I, they announced the movie, I, I was one of those people that was sort of like, you know, I'd want to go get like Neil Gaiman's run of the Eternals. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And you know, but yeah, it's it's definitely. Wait, these th- are more niche characters for sure. Like, for these sure, these are not household names like Superman. You know, everybody has that image of Superman. Image of Superman. Somebody yeah. tells you, asks you, who, what uh, fucking what? Uh, well, Scarlet Witch is a great example. Exactly, Scarlet yes, Witch a is a, is is a fairly low key. Uh, Marvel care well not low key but like a fairly less I mean less prominent it's not the no. big three it's not the big five Scarlet you know and and all of a sudden look at the, like who's the focal point of this next MCU phase exactly it's fucking Scarlet Witch look who you know look who and was, it's and it's not House of M as well well exactly and and you know they 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 took you know in a Wanda way they were able to see that Scarlet Witch in comics worked uh, on these bigger scales. Yeah for these like kind of storylines and they probably looked at that and was like wow dude we could develop this character in a way better way than just like the you know all right i'm gonna go battle somebody now (laughs) to anybody that was like wandavision was honest to house of m it bared more resemblance to the vision solo comic that ran in 2015 than anything that the scarlet witch has ever been in definitely i think i think people think people forget that scarlet witch is in other storylines yeah. besides just House of M. And speaking of inclusion and showing different perspectives and different kinds of people on film, mm. uh, fuck you if you had a problem with Loki being bisexual because oh, yeah. the um, <laughs> if you actually look into any Norse mythology, there was a it, it, it was not unheard there's a, of. Hey, there's a lot of plugging happening in different things all over the place. It's okay? not unheard of. All through history. Look at fucking... Your favorite heterosexual in history probably fucked somebody of their own gender. Exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like these these fucking Norse gods, the Greek gods. Oh yeah. You think like the, you think fucking you think Apollo is straight? The thing the thing that I like I have no uh, beefs with sexuality with uh, Loki's sexuality of any means. I I, I but uh, what I find annoying is when you watch something like that and. It goes, and maybe that's just a symptom of the times, but you know, it's like something like, you know, okay, you find out Loki's bisexual in the middle of the show, and somebody goes, Oh, yeah, did you guys hear that? Whoa, oh, let's all fucking celebrate. It's that like, is annoying. I also don't give a shit. You know, is, are you know, we all on the same page that, that Loki's is, that is fictional the, sexuality doesn't fucking matter? Exactly. <laughs> and you know, that is the essence of actual inclusion. Yeah, getting well, that, to and the that, point where it doesn't matter, and that's exactly what I meant by that comment right before. That was was that like, you know, it's a sign of the times where it's sort of like, you know, you have people cheering that on and and whatnot. Which, like, this shouldn't be a special thing. It shouldn't have to be a focal point. It shouldn't even be a fucking factor. And it but, wasn't a focal point in the episode. But it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> it was like it was a really nice like offhand. kind of offhand sort of passing moment that really like did kind of lay that mo that that work down, but. 
again, and this happens with a lot of things, especially during pr- like things like Pride Month. You see big companies fucking Changing doing their things logos, to like shit. you know pander to crowds. And I'm not saying that Loki's bisexuality is pandering to anybody, but yeah, you know we're off taking into perspective that Disney greenlit this. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, I'll give you that. You know they want you to go wave their pr- your pride flags at their Disneyland theme parks. So. Exactly. You know, make sure you cool, go to uh, Disney it's, World it's to celebrate 50 fucking years at the of October. Yeah. <laughs> that was so funny watching that ad before the movie. Like, what a di- what 50 year anniversary is Disney celebrating? Yeah, I know. And this is a Universal film. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah. That- <laughs> Why are they advertising this? Universal. Apparently, the Universal doesn't have money to keep them at bay. <laughs> the, um... But yeah, I mean, but the but overall, dude. I mean, Loki. We we've had we have we've had three episodes of that show yeah. now. Let's and not get too spoilery. No, After no, the no, series but, is over, we can just fucking. But go it for has it. been it has been a fantastic ride so far. Yeah. The first episode was really nice and character building and emotional in a yep. way. Second the, episode, we started diving more into the mystery. Yeah, and the third episode was a little more of like an adventure as well as more character building in yeah. a very fun way. A necessary side quest. And you get, and you get to kind of see like I this is something I love that the MCU is doing a little you know, more and more and more. You get you're starting to see just like random alien world worlds you know yeah and like things happening on them i love that shit like we like we said earlier you don't have it's no longer world breaking yeah no to world just breaking. throw a just throw characters into some different situations exactly and and yeah which which is which makes it immediately more fun and i think that was the thing that they took note from james gunn's guardians of the galaxy i was 100% that agree was that he just went for it with that movie. Yep. Like, there was no context for any of the things happening in that movie prior in the MCU. Yep. And he was just like, nope, this movie's in fucking space. This movie, like, like these, it's, it's different. all about these aliens, you know, all this shit. And it's just like, yeah, it just, it, it's just different. It worked. People just loved it and yep. gobbled it up. Uh, but yeah. like and It's like, actually, I think of this every once in a while. What if Guardians of the Galaxy failed? Oh yeah, the MCU wouldn't be what it is now. I guarantee you, it wouldn't. The we MCU, would have never the gone for Ragnarok. No, absolutely not. They would have made Infinity War and Endgame completely Earth centric. Yeah, and we probably there probably would have been some writing in circles to get the Guardians stuck on Earth. You know? Yeah, yeah. There, w- I, I, I guarantee you, the MCU as we know it would be a completely different place, which is why it's smart and amazing that WB poached gun when he got kicked off of Disney and like to do at least just one fucking property. I know. Uh, Which it looks like it's going to be a winner. Oh Jesus, dude. That's the other one. I can't wait for suicide squad, man. That movie looks really fun. Who knows? But I doubt James Gunn would want to attach his name to a shitty piece of work. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, You know, before, um, before we get too sidetracked, we we want to spend time on fast and furious. The, um, let's talk about the Shang-Chi trailer. Once again, Shang-Chi trailer 2 just was released. Mm-hmm. And once again, playing into what we're talking about, random curveballs from the other side of the universe, but everything oh, yeah. is 3 degrees of separation at this point. So there's no harm in it. The yep. 10 rings appeared for the first time in Iron Man 1. The Mandarin, the fake Mandarin used the symbolism of the 10 rings in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Almost a decade later now, we're getting the legit Mandarin, and guess what? Abomination and Wong are in it. That's the fucking that that's such a curveball. I mean, I wonder, you know, like that that shot from the trailer blew up. Yeah, uh, and I'm wonder. I'm just. I I wonder how like what how long that 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 you know interaction is gonna last. You know, who what, knows what scene how that scene works around it. You know, you know, I, mean? I would love to see Wong stick around in the movie. 
I mean, like, he, I doubt Abomination would, yeah. but but Wong maybe, yeah. I, th- I th- because they're introducing with the Ten Rings a level of mysticism. Oh, for sure. And Wong could be a perfect vessel for explaining that. Yeah, I agree. I uh, I think that. Uh, I mean, I, it would it would make a really good connector for. The, I'm opening the recording place door. Leave it in. Hopefully, it'll. Ooh, just felt it. Yeah, dude. Come in. Just so everybody knows, we're sweating balls off to oh, yeah. record a podcast for you. Uh, but while, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I mean it would be really fun. Benedict Ben, uh, what, what's his last name again? Benedict Wong. No, that person. <laughs> uh, uh, but he, I mean, he's like I've seen him in, in a handful of other things. He played like Genghis Khan in, in the Marco Polo series. Yeah, on and Netflix. like I've, I, like he's just like a really charismatic Did, actor. I like him a lot. Yeah. Did you know that Marco Polo is the f- only ever Netflix original to get taken off Netflix? You can't find Marco Polo anywhere. That's weird. I didn't know that. Yeah. Actually, that, that series was was I was fairly uh, that entertaining. Was like the actually, first big Netflix original. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can find that little spin-off movie that they did. Well, it was it was like a like a you know character Whatever. prelude and pre prequel some shit like that. Either way, uh, yeah, I I feel like it'll be interesting to see how that fight kind of plays out around the scene because it looks like it's happening in some sort of club, and it's maybe some, like, you know bar fight type, yeah, like a bar fight. Like, kind it's of. like a cage match. Yeah, uh, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, include Madripoor. Uh, yeah, going in the future that looked that had very Madripoor like vibes. Yep. It was all neon. We already and... we already saw the uh, saw it in fucking the Winter Soldier, and exactly. with it being such a central location, exactly where a crime syndicate such as the Ten Rings would probably operate out of. Yeah, I feel like we might see we might find ourselves back there. Maybe we'll but, see some Sharon Carter. You know, we we were talking about it earlier. <laughs> Uh, so lame. The two trailers for Shang Chi that have come out were kind of really interesting. In that the first one was like a very like grounded martial arts uh, martial arts style trailer. Yeah. And the second one just immediately like boom, you're like you're learn you know mysticism. You're, you're seeing the the Ten Rings and like, like kind of some of the yeah. what they can do. You see like some crouchy tiger hidden dragon shit, dude. You see some powers from from you know martial Shang-Chi arts at the stuff. end and. Um, uh, there's a beam struggle with the rings. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's like, you know, it'll Which, be it'll be interesting to see what the entirety of I, that movie is. I already sort of know. Like, there's the bullshit about oh Shang Chi's just a normal dude. He can't he can't well, st- he can't stick with everyone. Well he's he can have he's gonna he have the rings at the end. That's the that's the that's the mistake though. Like he absolutely can't. Like Shang Chi has like this weird ability to like be able to like mimic himself, yeah, and like shit like that. You know, he's he's literally like the master of martial arts. You know, he's yeah. not he's no iron he's not Iron Fist. He can whoop Iron Fist ass. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, like, he's he's evasive as they're sort of going at. He's yeah. unkillable with traditional means. He trains with Spider Man. You know, like he trains Spider Man. Like, did he? Yeah, yeah. He trains like when there's like this period of time where Spider Man loses his like spider sense, and he trains Spider Man. Uh, in what they develop, uh, this, you know, spider foo or something like, like that. Like an evasive but, type of martial art. But yeah, art. like uses his like agility, but also mashes it with martial arts. Yeah. Shang Chi you know, teaches him. He's, I mean, a very interesting actual, like actually interesting character. Yeah. To include, but uh, he, anyway, it was just like a really interesting dynamic because, like we were talking about with the, with MCU in general, like, you know, we've we've kind of had our moment of like foundation building. Yep. And the grounded grounding, you know, sort of characters and now we're starting to like really just take off uh i'm interested i think the next only the only like character but you know the beside that i consider like a street level character 
that we might see in the MCU next is like the is like the Moon Knight series. Other than that, yeah. they're working on some big, you know, some big superhero I think projects. Once so. we're removed enough, we might see the Dare, Daredevil come back. And like Iron Fist, I love the idea behind Iron Fist. Netflix just didn't execute it well. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 no hate on the series. You know, it was a fun, it was a fun watch. Yeah, it was a fun, it was I, a fun little romp, not to, meant to be taken seriously. I just don't think that that would be. I don't think that that, that itself would generate in, um, enough interest to like revitalize. Well, what? That's why. But, that's why I say far enough removed. Yeah, like we're talking about like decade, and you know, from now we'll get another Daredevil <laughs> finally. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean the you know they have a lot going on. We got you know Black Widow coming out next week. We have the you know the uh, Shang Chi trailers. Yeah. We have. We're going to be getting a Far From Home trailer very soon, or uh, No Way Home trailer very soon. We were joking about it, you know, if would it pop up before the movie? No. No. But all we uh, saw was like (laughs) fucking escape room tournament of champions bullshit. The the trailers on on Fast Nine were so weird, stupid man. I was not interested in any of the things that they were showing. What the fuck? Where's the Jurassic World trailer? I don't care about Jurassic World, but that was like. They were like, go watch Fast and Furious. You told me I was going to have a fucking trailer, a Jurassic World trailer. But the um, yeah, but you know, before we move on to Fast and Furious, quickly, um, how do you feel about uh, Abomination's redesign? Uh, I mean, I how do I say it? It, it doesn't look like drastically too no. different, which is no, what's which is what's wildly interesting. I thought if they were going to reintroduce some sort of character particularly from the Incredible Hulk, the bastard child of the MCU. Like they, <laughs> be the master. They, yeah, they, <laughs> they would have, like, maybe Although in the, done something. In the but MCU, it, it works, you know? In the MCU tie-in comics, Black Widow murders the master before he's able to do anything. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, no, I, I, like, I like that they made it look a bit more like it does in the comics. It's more distinctive than just, like gross looking ripped man yeah yeah really like, really ripped guy with bones with, jutting out of him yeah <laughs> or or some would call it apocalypse yeah the or uh, doomsday you know or, or, yeah doom, doomsday that's what i meant they all yeah they all like it was that was like the generic design for yeah. so long i feel like we need a big muscular some enemy. could argue that <laughs> that, do, that doomsday or like a po- fucking christ i can't abomination oh, yeah. abomination was the bad guy at the end of batman vs superman the uh <laughs> That was the first MCU DCEU crossover movie. You know, <laughs> I like I like the sort of finiers. It, it looks like it does in the comics, and I'm yeah, down with that. Yeah. Or at least more like it does in the comics. Absolutely. And I'm down with that. Well, and there's no reason to not do that. With a character like Abomination, who's, you know, a, it's ra- a gamma radioactive, like, you know, Do you think we'll see monster, Tim, Tim like, Roth you know? before She-Hulk? Because he's going to be in She-Hulk. Do you yeah, think we'll see him that's his name, in Roth, Shang-Chi? Yeah. That I mean, that'd be interesting. I wonder how closely they're going to tie Shang Chi into some of the you know movies coming up. But uh, it would be smart actually to maybe try and tie it into like the, the like She Hulk series. Yeah. Or maybe like, they you know. maybe they apprehend it. Oh yeah, he's on trial. Oh, there you go, dude. There you go. I mean, because that's the thing I'm most interested in about the She Hulk series is sort of like what the action is going to be with that. You know. Yeah. Uh, oh, her rumor is that it's going to be kind of courtroom drama centered. So I yeah. really hope that we see Jennifer Walters like trying super villains or like yeah. you know like defending, or like, or defending superheroes yeah like you know yeah for like oh spider-man busted up your bodega yeah the, you're, you're trying to sue him or something you know so um <laughs> but yeah that, uh, they, the mcu's really still still cranking out yeah. some good stuff and i can't wait to see the mcu we're, we're properties getting, we're getting, in the theaters we're getting hit I mean? hard and fast with with mcu stuff <laughs> yes some we can are. Even, see, some can we even are. argue we're getting hit quite it, quickly it, it, and with a level of 
furiousness. <laughs> with curiosity of some sort. Uh, are you trying to? I'm, get trying, at I'm trying to give a hard. The segue. Fast and Furious Nine movie that just came out. For nine. Yes. For nine. It's not the fate of the nine. It's it's. So just let's give for nine. Let's give some general thoughts, and then we go yeah. into um, the, spoilers. Uh, I'll, I'll just jump in here and say that this was exactly uh, what you're hoping for from a Fast yeah. and Furious movie. It, it it's entertaining. It's energetic. It it you know there's some really great practical elements to it. There's there's a lot of fun stuff. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this as my go-to back into the theater experience. Same here. I, I feel the same way. It's sort of exactly what I expected. I watched some reviews beforehand, nothing spoilery, but yeah. like I have one problem with it, hmm. but I feel like that problem is being too critical for the movie that it is. Oh, yeah. you. I mean, definitely. Well, we'll talk about it in spoilers. You know, it's one of those things like Fast and Furious movies you can analyze – so hard yeah and and you know but that just takes but the fun away in, from in my it. opinion it was a goofy fun romp perfect for theaters with well-directed action and yeah. that's all i could ask for in a fast and furious film yeah and that being said uh if you if you're really invested in the fast and furious just go turn this off and go to your local theater and go watch it yeah please uh, and then and, and then, then, come, then come and back then come back and listen to the rest of it <laughs> yeah don't forget and then that's follow, the crew. follow us on old heart radio at instagram and on uh youtube and old heart and space yeah. on twitter yeah and subscribe to the podcast it's, uh yeah. it's, tell, know, it's tell, on itunes tell your friends it's on spotify your friends. <laughs> we're gonna and now uh 10 seconds of downtime for you to leave <laughs> Yeah. Nah, that's if too we slow. Actually, if We're we actually <laughs> wait 10 seconds, it'll it'll, it'll be, feel like an eternity. Yeah. Once you once you start recording things, you realize how how valuable 10 seconds is. Yeah. Uh but but <laughs> Fast and Furious 9 was f like fun. right out the gate fun. Yeah. Uh but they try to hit you with some drama and some weight pretty, I know. pretty early on. You know, and like you know? <laughs> I don't think that that's like a bad thing. Well, no. They we're talking about the series that started from, you know, like a family of, of you know, street racers robbing DVD yep. players out of trucks. Okay, this yep. goes deep. I want some of that back, that juicy backstory. Yep. So we got to see the. We finally got to see the death of Toretto. Yeah, of of the Dom OG Toretto's Toretto. uh, dad, which you only you you hear about. Yeah, and this directly feeds into the situation that you expect it to, uh, which is like you know the the. The thing that got Toretto in jail to begin with, which yeah. was like you know the the being the man to death with a wrench, yeah, or near death. They always made a point of saying near death, yeah. like he didn't actually kill him. Yeah, he's still a good guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so so they hit you with that pretty early on. You find that uh, you know, you get introduced to his brother, uh, Jacob, Jacob, and in, in this he's the know, he's the guy scene. he's the fucking. He's Michael from Peaky Blinders, dude. Uh, yeah, which which worked out. I mean, like the yeah, we talked dude, about this on the way home. The, the 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 dynamic between the the young Dom and the young Jacob, like, would totally like work for for they're, other types of things. They're you better know I mean? actors than they Vin Diesel are. and John Cena. That was the funny part. It yeah. was just like they were they are out acting them. So I know. Hard. It was crazy, <laughs> but it worked really well. It worked. And it set the it stage worked. well. And it gave some necessary backstory. Exactly. It leaves you with some. It gets you that that drama, that juicy drama right off the bat, and then you you kind of jump to what like it's like it was them. Uh, they were sort of. It was like you know, Letty and Dom 
on on the farm on their farm or whatever, right? Yeah. Uh, living got a, a quiet kid. life. They have Brian, their kid. Who, yeah. Yeah. You you know that's the kid from the last movie where his mom gets killed by Cipher uh, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. By Charlize Theron. Yeah. Who I fucking love that she is the like overarching bad guy. She is the oh, she is the big bad actually. She shockingly, is the in Thanos this. And I think of it's Fast and I think that bowl cut is really what like drives her to be such a compelling villain. Like you know, <laughs> she knows that people are waiting to make fun of her for it. Dude. So she just cuts it off. You Dude, know? the she dreads. Was... She ditched the dreads. Oh from my last god! Time. Yeah, the Angelina Jolie gone in sixty second dreads. Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was an upgrade. I'll say this: it made me want a bowl cut. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you pulled so, off. So her, you know, my sixth grade self also thought so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, oh, she God. she was a, a real like treat to have back in the in the movie because you know her star power alone is just really all and she's always, entertaining, always welcome. Uh, um, I want to speaking star power for Charlize Theron. She is a charisma machine. Yeah. I missed The Rock and Jason Statham in this. Definitely. Their energy and charisma were sorely missed throughout this movie. That said, I expected to miss them more, personally. Yeah. I still found the movie enjoyable without them. And the... um, I think I think it worked well. For sure. My my favorite character from the OG, from the earlier days, where Han is back... Yeah, just fun. That was really cool. You, you you knew that was coming somehow in the trailer, and um, it was a, you know it. I'd say like the way they brought him back was sort of whatever. You know, he he's been off the grid working for Mister Nobody. It was a yeah. really kind of convoluted backstory actually, but uh, yeah. but it was really cool to, to see him because he is he's a franchise favorite man, and for People him to love him. for him to you know be included back in like the last. Uh, couple movies, hopefully, optimistically, yeah. uh, is is fucking all so, you. Can, that's all you want. You know, you this, just want the you want him there. Man. I'm curious now because so there's a post credit scene. Yeah, and it features Shaw features. beating the shit out of a dude inside of a punching bag. Yeah, which was a good. It that was, was a, a, that was a really good. It was get, a funny bit. Man. That was that was awesome. Um, and then, then Han shows up. Yeah. So are we getting like Hobbs, Shaw, and Han? Dude, that because, would be wild. Because Hobbs and Shot ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. And, like, where there's still, like, this evil fucking neo, like, neo-futurist fucking yeah, like weird, weird organization. Yeah. <laughs> and that they're trying to fight. Yeah. So what, is Han going to be in that? Because the the reason Han's name stuck, stuck around was that people were pissed that Shaw became a good guy. Yeah. The whole hashtag justice for Han thing <laughs> trended after every single Fast and Furious film. Fair enough, man. Yeah, people were so mad about that. Like, uh, But either way, I wonder if they're going to address, you know, or if, they, if they're going to continue uh, having him involved in some way. Based on that, are they, are they, I expect it. Yeah, for sure. But are you uh, thinking that they're going to be making another Hobbs and Shaw movie then? I do. I, I do genuinely think so. I think we're gonna yeah, get. Yeah. Um, I think we're gonna get a final Fast and Furious. Definitely. And then we're gonna like, they're setting it up. We're like, oh, Dom's gonna get out. You know. There's no way that they're not gonna do a Fast Ten because yeah, because, because that would just round out the entire franchise. And then we're gonna. And make it, well, they're make gonna it retire the actors that've been there for a long time. Then like, John Cena is gonna take it over. We're gonna have Hobbs and Shaw going on. Well, and that was the that was the like that was one of the things that you felt throughout this movie. You were kind of like, are we like. Like this, uh, is John Cena meant to be, you know, a stay like a mainstay character from here on out? Is he, you know, they've really built him up to have this like family drama with Dom, yeah, and then Which, you know, clearly by the ending of the movie, he, uh, 
you know, he gets turned, like John Cena's character gets turned on by his, you know, his, his partners, and then he become he good. kind of becomes the, a good guy. I, I thought uh, uh, spoilers, nice, right? nice little jab at the real world with uh, rich pricks run the world. Oh yeah, the uh, but I, that was my one major criticism. I think the Jacob turnaround was too quick. Yeah, I mean, we we definitely like needed to see it later, but yeah, there, I mean, I there's. I felt like it needed to happen in this movie, but there wasn't enough dialogue between Dom and Jacob. Yeah, well, the dialogue in this movie was... Uh, so I mentioned, That was its Achilles heel. It I mentioned like, this... Its, its dialogue was not strong. This yeah, movie. I mentioned this on the drive back. Um, one of the reviews I saw cited that Fast and Furious lost its longtime writer. Mm. The dude had written two through eight and Hobbs and Shaw. I have my problems with Hobbs and Shaw. For sure. But I don't... Like, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't think Fast and Furious would be this heavily impacted by the loss of a writer. Yeah. You know? Well, somebody, I mean, yeah, somebody that's been with this, like, any sort of series for that many properties and, you know, they that can, much work. They get to like, understand. Yeah. The the the, 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 way, the cadence of the writing and the, the dialogue is, is really uh, dependent on that writer after I don't, a while. I don't think and that definitely showed in this movie. Absolutely. Like, it I don't, definitely did. I don't think any of the characters were fundamentally like betrayed in the script. No, but no. I do think that the set pieces just bordered on barely too egregious. Yeah, and like, and this it, is it was pushing it. Chris Stuckman times. put this really well. He said the writing in Fast and Furious always made it absurd enough to be a film, but just barely far enough outside of reality that you could believe these people were superheroes. Yeah, th- this movie threw that out the window and the, completely made them fucking superheroes. And you know, movie. they made a, there was a bit about them being invincible, yeah. which I thought was pretty funny. It was really funny, but but then they continue to kind of like play to that in this movie, where it's like it would be it would be funnier if they were like if they like you know uh, Roman Pierce makes fun of like the fact that he somehow never gets you know harmed in any of these movies. Yeah. But then, like, somebody fucking dies or something he, like that. You he know mowed, what I mean? He mowed down a group. That he was, was surrounded. That was insane. It was like, and, he, you know, I can't tell if it was because they, if they wrote that scene in there because they wanted to justify the dialogue they later. They did. Yeah, absolutely. Or if it's because, like, they're just, like, they're bombastic characters. You but, know, yeah. Like, I mean, the, the shot with Vin Diesel tearing down, like, a ceiling, like, grabbing two gigantic chains that he can barely fit his about, hands around. How about Letty getting... Ripping them off the How fucking, about Letty getting launched off her motorcycle and landing on Dom's hood? There was so much of that in this movie. Like, they did that, like, for the first time, like, a couple movies back, right? Yeah. And, like, now, this movie, there was at least, like, five or six instances of somebody on, like, a different vehicle crashing that vehicle and then flying up in the air and landing on the windshield of another one. I like, know. perfectly fucking okay. You know, I found it... <laughs> I thought it was very. I I I had a good time with it. Oh, for no sure. No matter what, you can't say you didn't have a good time with. Oh it. no no no. That, that's the. I mean, that's the thing though. These movies are, they're not necessarily like you're not watching these movies for a good movie. You're watching these movies because they're over the top. They're hilarious they're, because the characters are so serious. That's that's what just, makes them a good film. Exactly, and and it's just so much more fun because of it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know and I did. I didn't think I would. <laughs> I thought I was getting sick of this. 
but I'm not. <laughs> no, I mean, I definitely... Like, I genuinely think the magnets... Like, it was over the top. The magnet stuff was, was wild, man. But, but I think it was... I thought it was pretty fun. It was the most fun final set piece, I think, since the vault in Fast Five. For sure. I think I think For Fast sure. Five is still the best. I definitely agree with you there. The, the magnet stuff was really fun. It was, it was wild to watch. It was just one of those things, like, you... Again, with a lot of stuff in these movies and movies in general, you just have to be willing to, like, you know, put aside your belief... Uh, of reality and say like you know this is happening because like the thing was it was wild watching them like direct the magnetic fields yeah. like like there was like there's cars all around them but they're setting up a trap yeah. to use the wires hanging above and so they, they you know the, you know stuff. I have I to know, commend it was really I, really fun though honestly. I have to commend Justin Lin who has directed a handful of these Fast and Furious films he's, yeah he's done he at did, least four I think, he did right? he did three five. I'm pretty sure he's done three, five, seven, nine. That's what I'm saying. He's done a cons- like a majority of them at this point. And he he knows how to direct action because like this was crazy shit happening. Oh yeah. But it was completely followable. Yeah. Like that, if you yeah, had a problem with the action, it wasn't like the Transformers issue where it's m- metal slammed yeah, against each other. Yeah, just CGI. And you have no idea what's going across on. the screen. This the action featured was understandable. It's like yeah, it's outlandish, but you're like. Okay, you see him crank up the magnet, and yeah. then from the appropriate side of the screen where your eye is being led to, yeah. you see something come flying, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, exactly. It definitely hits that. You're able. You're able to understand what's going on. There was no action sequences that I was like, felt like I was getting motion sickness. For sure. Uh, the only other thing I really want to touch on, we got like a few minutes left here. Yeah. The only thing I really want to touch on besides this in the movie was going to space so (laughs) which wasn't it it, it was the upper atmosphere really i think (laughs) i think the space dude they got picked up by the fucking space station that's right that's right no they're out there they're out there you know i don't think the space was a whole lot of nothing to me it was it, it was shockingly like you knew you wanted it to happen they did it in this movie and it really was kind of like this background thing yeah like, you know, which was and, so surprising. And I I thought it was fucking funny, the back and forth between uh, Tej and Roman. Yeah. That was funny. Ludacris and Tyrese, the, throughout this whole chemistry. series, they really play well off each other. And, like, that was funny, but I felt like the space bit was in it, so Tyrese could yell, I don't want to die! Yeah, and, like, yeah. be sort of like the end point to the, oh, we're invincible type bit that was running. Fair enough. I felt like it was completely unnecessary, but I Agreed. also won't complain about it. I agree. I, I, I think it was unnecessary. I think people for a long time have kind of like jokingly speculated that yeah, they're going to they embrace the meme. And yeah, and that, that's something that's something that, that you saw more than I think the other movies. In Fast 9 here, you really saw the franchise kind of being self-aware. Yeah. Very self-aware in this movie in comparison to how a lot of movies sort of approach them like they're sort of reputations I think. absolutely but, it didn't fast and furious has never taken itself seriously i don't think that's yeah. gonna change but this is the first movie that there was like definitively less street racing uh there's <laughs> up until no up until now there's always been 
there's always been at least one there was or two one. street ra- oh i guess there was in the flashback, flashback sequence uh, and they did a, sneak one and in. it was a well shot one yeah. as well yeah the, the flashback sequences in this movie all took place like they you know it's it, it was such a good film technique they, they, they kind of great you know the, the film, gradient change yeah it, just, it, it started it, and even the intro was the old universal logo yeah. which i was like what is yeah, this we were both sort of like yeah kind of caught us off guard but it works so well it works really well uh and they, they just they did do a really good job of of sort of like visually showing you which time yeah. period you're once in. again it was it was props to justin lynn yeah definitely him definitely. and whoever the cinem- cinematographer was that helped execute that vision yeah well done Absolutely. that was some of the the visual aspect of this film was some of the highlights definitely uh shall we wrap it up i think yeah i feel like you know I just overall really, positive again, i right? really really look i was so happy to go see that movie in theaters it was such a great experience if you're missing if you're missing there. the movies go watch fast yeah. and furious dude get yourself out there and watch a big bombastic movie just and you like know you're what, supposed to. you know what else you should do Listen to more Old Heart Radio oh, podcasts. You know, it's on Instagram. And it's on follow Twitter, us. It's on YouTube. It's on Spotify and iTunes. It's everywhere. Do we have anything else, my friend? Just try to stay cool. Damn, yeah, I'm sweating. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Peace.